Welcome to the Blogger Genius Podcast brought to you by Milo Tree. Here's your host, Jillian Leslie. Hey everyone, uh, thanks for coming back. I want to introduce my guest today who is a dear friend and she is Ashley from Ashley Marie Cakes. She, we met a couple years ago at a conference and have been friends ever since. And she is not just a blogger, she is a YouTuber. So welcome to the show, Ashley. Thanks for having me. So I want to like launch in and I want you to explain kind of how you started, how you started your blog, how you jumped into YouTube. I just have to say, I remember a couple years ago you saying to me, if you don't get on YouTube, you are missing <laughs> out. <laughs> Yeah, well, I actually, I kind of fell into blogging on accident, but I chose to go into YouTubing. So it's kind of a little bit different as I started each one. So uh, I I took some cake classes. I found that I loved it. I wanted to start a cake business, but to really be able to market a cake business, I needed a website and I couldn't afford one. So somebody told me about blogs, that it could be this free platform. Uh, so basically to get started, it really was just a place for me to showcase uh, my cakes so that I could tell clients, oh, just go to this website and you can see my stuff. And then I discovered food blogs ah. and I'm like, oh, well, I have really great recipes. As long as I already have this site, I should add recipes to it. Uh, and then for a while I discovered craft blogs and I'm like, well, I'm super crafty. So I do that too. And then it was a little overwhelming and I've, I kept back to, to just food. And I, wait, um, I, it, I, I just have to interrupt you for one second. Ashley does not just bake cakes. <laughs> Ashley is a food is a, a what would I call you you're a cake artist you are <laughs> like you have to go check out what she does these are not your typical cakes these these are insane and if in fact you're act you see stuff on social media chances are you have stumbled upon one of her cakes yeah I tend to tell people when they say oh oh you make cakes you know can you make a birthday cake for my daughter and I'm like yeah sure but I'm not quite sure you understand what I do uh, I carve cakes. It takes, you know, anywhere from two to seven days to create one of my cakes. And uh, it's, you know, you're not getting a $15 Costco cake. <laughs> can you wait, can you just share which ones, which cakes of yours have, have like gone viral on Facebook or YouTube that yeah, you are well, most Facebook, well known for? Yeah, on Facebook, uh, when the Batman versus, I do a lot of movie cakes, uh, the Batman versus Superman movie came out, I did a cake that when from the outside, it just looks like a Superman fondant cake with his logo, super simple. And then when you cut it away inside the cake is the Batman logo. And that went crazy viral on Facebook with like a reach of 23 million in a week. Yes, um, I remember it's that. It's funny cake. how each platform is so different though, because that one did fine on YouTube, but not great. Where my Tamatoa cake went nuts on YouTube and barely made a dent on Facebook. So I think it goes to show the different audiences that are there and their age levels and their interest levels. Because uh, YouTube is the millennials and the youngers and the kids. And YouTube kids love me. Uh -huh. <laughs> my, my largest demographic on there is probably 10 to 14 year old. And they just, watch and rewatch my Disney cake videos where on Facebook it's been more of like the older nerds and geeks and stuff who who really love my stuff. And I just have to say that my 10-year-old daughter knows you not because of <laughs> me but has discovered you on YouTube and watches your videos. That's really fun. Okay, <laughs> my so, own kids don't watch me on YouTube. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Okay, so how so explain then you started and then somebody said you should how did you get into YouTube? So I've been blogging for 10 years. I just had my 10 year anniversary of blogging and around year, you know, uh, seven, I guess I, 
I, I go to blog conferences a lot. I even spoke at Google Analytics and taught other bloggers how to, you know, analyze all of that stuff. And so I attended a ton of conferences and I started noticing this trend in video speakers. There wasn't a lot, but there was always one. And I, I honestly will say I'm not necessarily a great writer. I don't feel confident in my writing abilities, but I've always loved the stage. You know, I was a theater music dance major in college and I've always loved performing. I think my first play on stage, I was 18 months old. My mom shoved me on stage yeah. for something, but I've always loved that. And so I thought, oh, this would be so much easier to get my cakes across versus 40 gazillion pictures step by step would be to just make it a video. So I'm like, this makes a lot of sense for me. Um, I wonder if I could do it. And so I just kind of started taking the video classes at the conferences. And then it just struck me that, um, that I, I'm kind of in, in the blogging world. I'm not one of the one percenters. Um, I'm probably up in like the top 7%, but it's hard to break past that. Mm-hmm. And the difference between the one percenters and like the 7% range where I'm at is a pretty big difference. And so I needed something to break out, something to differentiate myself. And I thought, well, none of these girls are doing video and none of them have any plans to get into video. And if I'm the first one to hop over, that will make a lot of sense. And now, of course, everybody's scrambling to get into video yes. as fast as they can. And I'm so grateful that I already have like a lake up there. And um, and yeah, so I, I just made the conscious decision that uh, that video is the future. And then the more classes that I attend and the more research that I do and the more studies that come out, it just really emphasizes how much video uh, is going is a part of the internet now and is part of the future. And um, and I would say, you know, it's not too late, but <laughs> right. don't wait any longer. <laughs> but I like, I like how you describe that. Like, I like that you said, okay, I make cakes. I make beautiful cakes. I'm in this cohort of food bloggers, even cake designers, how do I differentiate myself? One is because of the content you make, but another is making a really conscious choice to say, I'm going to jump onto this platform where a lot of people aren't yet, and I'm going to get a foothold and I'm going to build from there. So I feel like that was a very smart strategic move. Well, and it's also about knowing what you're really good at. Um, The top food bloggers are really amazing photographers and stagers. And I have a great creative eye, but that's just not something that ever really came naturally to me. And video has really, really come naturally to me. It's really been a, a, a easy process to just get in front of the camera and talk. And and so it's really about playing up to, to what you're good at and finding those things. Now, at the same time, if you don't feel confident in video, I still think you can find a video platform out there that fits what you do. At this point, video is not optional. You need to do yes. video, yes. but there's a lot of different kinds of ways to do video. You don't have to be a YouTube cooking show to have video content. You, you just need to find the video platform that you're comfortable with and then go for it. Can you walk through very briefly how you see that in terms of different platforms, different ways to use video? Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, so each platform kind of has its own within each niche even has its own style. You know, YouTube is known for being educational. Okay. It's about the how to 70% of searches on YouTube start with how to it's the Got second it. largest search engine in the world. So it's really about educating. And that's my passion is not just I mean, because hey, of course, I would love a client to come pay me $10,000 for a cake every month. <laughs> But who wouldn't? But at the end of the day, what I really love is when a mom comes to me and sends me a picture and says, 
I used your tutorial and I made this uh, Batman cake for my son. Hmm. Uh, that's what I really love is teaching other people how to do it. Because that's how I started. I was just a mom who wanted to make cakes for my kids' birthdays. Uh, and so give, passing that on to other people is where I really enjoy it. And then same thing with my recipe side of my business is I'm a from scratch cook. You know, I don't use Cool Whip. I don't use cake mixes uh, because I feel like it's not hard to make really good food. And if I only have so many bites left in my life, and mm. I don't want to waste it on food that doesn't taste good or is full, filled with preservatives. Uh, for me, it's more about the flavor than like some stance against preservatives. I just like the way it tastes. Yeah. Um, and so I want to educate other people that it's not hard to cook from scratch. It's just a little bit more time consuming. Okay. So YouTube then is about educating and that's kind yes. of your sweet spot. Yeah, it is. It really is. It's great for me. Um, and then on the other side of things, Facebook, Facebook is really pushing video. They're really trying to get video content out there, but, uh, but the Facebook audience doesn't care about being educated. Mm. They, they're kind of older. They're a little bit more relaxed. Uh, I mean, if you're like, oh, right. I need to change my toilet, you don't think, let's go to Facebook and no. find a video. You go to YouTube. Right. You, Facebook, <laughs> am I right? Facebook is if about you, entertaining. It's I totally wanna, about it's like, entertaining. If yep. you're like, I want to see a stupid video of somebody getting hurt, yep. Facebook's, you know, a great place to go for something short and sweet. Yep. If you want longer videos of people getting hurt, you go back to YouTube. <laughs> totally. Yes, 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 yes. But So Facebook is not known for its long form content. They're trying to change that, but it's hard to, it, just because Facebook wants something doesn't mean that the audience does. Right. So it'll be right. interesting to see how that goes over the next couple of years. They really are rewarding longer content, but what the audience is looking for at this point over there is, is shorter. It's more more like seeing the trailer yep, than the movie. Yep. Now, you know, what, what uh, about, how would you describe Instagram? So Instagram is all about the porn. Yes. Both, both, both styles, regular porn. Okay. <laughs> but, um, but no, like food porn for me, I'm in food, right? Is yep. It's that the recipe videos, the tasty style with hands that work so well on Facebook, I put those on Instagram and they do okay, but they really don't do great. What does really great in, in video over on Instagram is that shot of the chocolate being poured yes. over call, and over and over again. Ooey gooey. Ooey yes. gooey. The cheesy shot, the chocolate shot. Yes. Yeah, that's something that you can really watch on repeat that's a little bit mesmerizing, that's a, you know, a little bit more of just that you kind of want to just lounge and relax and enjoy. You don't really care about necessarily being entertained or laughing or being having that emotional connection with with Facebook, but um, it's really it's kind of that because you're just scrolling through. And so if you stop on something that's mesmerizing, that's what yes. does well. And how long then are your videos on Instagram? Well, on Instagram, they're limited, right? right? You can only be a minute. So okay. they're a minute. <laughs> okay, got it. Sometimes they're a little bit shorter, but like I even take off my end card. Like on Facebook, I'll have an end card that will say for more, watch Ashley Marie, blah, blah, blah. And on Instagram, I don't even bother with that. They don't really care about the titles. They don't right. care about the recipe right. ingredients. Usually for me, not to take more time, I just copy and paste the same thing I put on Facebook over to Instagram for now, just simply to have uh, video content over there. But yeah. Honestly, it would do better if it wasn't the process, if it was just those money shots at the end over and over and over yeah. again. If I just compiled, a big compilation will do well on Instagram, a compilation of that bite of cake. Now, like 30 different, 30 different bites of cake in a row. Totally. Oh, well totally. I, I totally, I'm there with you. Like, I, I love that. Now tell me yeah, then it's about- It's really about the money shots. Okay, so we, off, just before this, we were talking about live stream. So tell yes. me your, your thoughts on that. So live streaming is also a little bit different on every platform, even from their own edited content. Um, all the platforms are really pushing live stream right now because uh, they've seen the trend and what the experts are telling everybody is that live stream is gonna take over. We kind of have this voyeuristic personality as, you know, 
as people, as a human race right now. That's why reality TV shows do so well, except reality TV shows aren't really real. Yes. Even those are pretty scripted or refilmed or they have a plot and a storyline. So people are really enjoying and jumping over to continuing this voyeuristic style and wanting to see someone's real life. And so live streaming does really well for that. Now for my content as a foodie, I'm not really sharing my kids and my life. Let's face it, my life is pretty boring. I make cake every single day. Um, <laughs> but but uh, but people like seeing glimpses. And so I'm still doing educational live streaming and you know, I'm still doing a cooking show. But within that, instead of the nice edited smooth cooking show, uh, people are gonna get, cause I'm launching live streaming next week and, um, and people are gonna get the mistakes and the mess ups. Mm. And that's kind of what they also want to see in the kitchen. They don't just want to see the perfect recipe that works smoothly. They want to see, oh, you guys, I just spilled that everywhere. Or, ah, it's boiling. It needs the salt right now. Where's the salt? I can't find the salt. You know, people absolutely enjoy seeing the realness and they're really gravitating towards that. I agree. Um, And I I think that that is the difference between celebrities, like real, like movie celebrities, and then say YouTube celebrities. Yeah. There's much more of an intimacy, and I think that people want that. They want to connect or feel like they're connecting. Yes. So well, and it makes things more emotional because my edited content isn't necessarily bringing out a lot of emotion, other than "Ooh, that's a cool cake. I want to show this to somebody." But the live streaming will add an element of "Oh my word, look! You can really see her personality." Yes. Yes. And yes. Uh, it, it connects a lot more to the audience and it makes them feel like they know you even better, which is what people want. Because let's face it, because our world has turned into everybody on phones, mm-hmm. friendships are really being lost. Yes. And so people are looking for that and yes. they're finding it through these live streams that they feel like they're connecting to someone, even if they're really not. Right. They feel like and they, they are. And I think that you, they want to see your rough edges. They, they want do. to see you freaking out about not putting they the salt They want to see in. you mess up. <laughs> yeah, because I think you're right. There's a humanizing quality to that. So uh, absolutely. Okay, sure. so here's my next question because you have this interesting – will you talk a little bit about how you see your blog in relation to your business and then also how you monetize your business? Yeah. So for me, the blog is the one thing that I own and I control. Every other platform, I'm subjugated to, you know, whatever their whim is at the time. And so it's my hub. It's it's my central hub and like the spoke of a wheel. And everything leads back to the blog, whether I'm collecting emails and then being able to sell product later and funnel it. Um, or just it's that one thing that you can control yes. completely. Yes. And I think it's important to have no matter what kind of influencer you have is to have that home base that you own. Even if you're not really using it, uh, it's important to have and collect everything from all of your other platforms in that one place um, and offer it, you know, through through whether you have a membership site or, or whether you're just offering it for free and connecting, uh, because at any given time, yes. Facebook could shut you down, YouTube could shut you down. They technically control all of your content. You know, yes. a couple years ago, uh, YouTube decided to, <laughs> to join with Google Plus and they changed the way that the comments happened. And my friends who are YouTubers at the time, I joined just right after, so I kind of missed this. Uh, that were YouTube at the time had a, so many comments of people saying, go back to your old comment, why did you change it? And the creator's like, I didn't. <laughs> Right, right. We're, Trust me, I don't like this either. <laughs> in truth, we're sharecroppers. Yes. And so exactly. there, it, you need to own your hub. You need to be the king yeah. of that domain. You know, that like is Rome. your domain. All roads lead to Rome, exactly. right? All roads need to lead to, <laughs> to your, your website. Hub. Yeah, exactly. Where you are collecting people's emails and then you can use that to your advantage later. Absolutely. So so how do you monetize? Uh, so 
the great thing about YouTube and, and blogging is that they monetize the same way, which is nice. Other social media platforms monetize differently. So, you know, you kind of have to learn it all over again. But even though YouTube is like starting all over again, it's still monetized the same. But uh, it, it's a little bit different in, in the amounts that they earn. So blogging, the easiest way for everybody to monetize, obviously, is ads. Yep. And you can also monetize with YouTube with ads as well, where Facebook and all the other platforms don't offer that to, to creators. YouTube really appreciates the fact that the creators are what makes them. Without it, they'd be nothing. And so they they have great platforms for educating you, and they want to monetize for you, and they want to share this money with you. You know, So I really enjoy the platform for the way they treat their creators overall. Okay. Um, but yeah, so ads, but YouTube ads, you don't really start making money in YouTube ads until you're really big because let's face it, they're subjugated to the, you know, they have to deal with the advertisers themselves and advertisers don't necessarily want to put an ad on a small channel. Right. So right. it's not that YouTube's trying to withhold money from you. It's that they're still the wild west in ads and you know, where TV is still, even though TV is no longer bringing the bulk of views, they're still bringing in the bulk of the ad money and yes. until advertisers recognize the powerhouse that is YouTube, uh, the ad money is a little bit lower. I think it's just a matter of time, though, before that really changes. Oh, absolutely. Uh, when you see so, those anyway, charts, so when you see that. the charts yeah. of how the money is moving, you see uh, advertisers are getting smarter. Advertisers are conservative, so they're yes. not going to jump on they're the next new thing. Yes. But, uh, you know, uh, in, a, in a study among U.S. teens, eight out of 10 of the top 10 celebrities for U.S. teens are YouTube stars. Yes. Yes. You know, and so it's really is, you know, if you're watching the trends, it really is just a matter of time before the TV money, you know, the billions that are spent in ads for the Super Bowl are, you know, are getting moved over to YouTube more and more and more. But the best part about that is if you have a business and you're selling something, now is a great time to create your own ad that you could never get on TV, but you can get on YouTube and yes. you can get in front of tons of viewers that way. I personally am not selling a product, but I wish I was just right. for this time of life where it'd be so great right. to have that uh, that great at, way to advertise. But anyway, that's kind of a side, a side option. So, so Sorry. So, yeah. So ads, a lot of bloggers can make a lot of money on, on simply on ads and not bother with sponsored content. But for YouTube, that uh, really isn't an option. If you really want to make money on YouTube, you need to switch over to the sponsored type content. Now, affiliate is an option for both options. But um, one, my niche is a foodie. Affiliate marketing is not really huge the mm -hmm. way it is with like fashion or deal bloggers. Um, and then on YouTube, they've changed their, you know, their analytics as a company is wont to do. <laughs> yes. And anymore, uh, they are realizing uh, all of these platforms, Facebook included, they're all becoming more mine, 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 mine. And they don't want you leaving. If you leave the platform, yes. that's the problem. And so YouTube no longer, uh, they recognize uh, one, one individual video watch time is the most important for your own metric. But if you are the video that brings someone onto the platform and then they stay and they binge watch for four hours, that's called session watch time. You get even more credit and that will help your rankings and your internal, you know, visibility within YouTube a lot better. If you are the video that they leave right. the platform on, right. Right. you're going to get dinged. And so I no longer have links off. Like in my original videos, you'll see a lot of links off to my site and to uh, and and to affiliates and and hey, it upped my affiliate money a little bit, but not enough to make it worth people leaving the platform and getting dinged from. So all my new videos, I no longer link off of YouTube. Now, once you're huge on YouTube, go ahead and link right. all the affiliates you want. That's not going to hurt you. But when you're trying to grow, I suggest not linking offsite. So affiliates not really an option in my opinion uh, for YouTube. So it really comes back down to then the sponsored content. And the so best part about it is as a blogger. 
you know, let's say you're charging a thousand dollars a blog post. Yay, that'd be awesome. If you add video to it, you can pretty much double that. Yep. Um, but if you're offering a YouTube audience, you can make even more money because wow. just adding video to your blog is one price point, but adding that you have this whole other audience because every audience is different. People who love Facebook, love Facebook. People who read blogs, read blogs. People who do YouTube, do YouTube. They do not cross over I, anymore I, I just in have, any way, shape, I just or have to say that this was, I, I completely agree. And this was actually a hard lesson for mm-hmm. me to learn at the beginning, yeah. which was my audiences are different on every single network. Well, it used to be that you were leading everybody back, but anymore, it's not that you really have to curate your content for each platform and find a way to monetize each platform or don't bother with that platform. Exactly. And find a way to speak to the audiences on the different platforms. Yes. Like one message isn't necessarily going to translate. Mm Mm-hmm. And so uh, that was a that was super. And again, I'm I'm just going to say it's why for Milo Tree you want to be growing all your different platforms, especially the the ones that are most important to you, because yes. you can't assume that somebody who is following you on Pinterest and sees that pin is then you know going to go oh now I see it on Instagram and it, it, like it, it's it's a totally different audience. Yeah, I used to worry about uh, about putting the same content out on all platforms in like a s- small period of time and going, oh my word, my audience is going to be like, okay, we get it. You made a new cake. But then I quickly realized that they don't cross over. So it doesn't matter if they don't see it. So go ahead and, and put it out everywhere at the same time. Exactly. So, so are you then, is your goal to drive people back to your blog or if you're, say, on YouTube, is it to keep them on? Because you're monetizing on your blog and you're monetizing on YouTube. So yeah. what traffic do you want to bring black, back to your blog? And what traffic are you trying to, I let's mean, say, keep ideally, on YouTube? Ideally, I'm collecting people's emails, which happens on my blog, because then you have newsletters and you can you know, sell stuff. I, I mean, I eventually want a product line. And so mm-hmm. I want an audience mm-hmm. that wants to buy that. And I want to create super fans. And super fans do tend to cross over from platform to platform and follow you. Uh, but that's just kind of a secondary goal. My main goal is to uh, grow every platform, not because it all leads back to one place, but because it makes me look better to a brand because a brand doesn't just want to buy a spot on my blog anymore. They want to buy a spot on my blog and my YouTube channel and my Facebook page and my Instagram. And as long as you're growing all of those, you look a lot better to a brand where if you're a one, you know, if you're a one show pony, if you know, if you only have Pinterest and that's the bulk of your traffic, sure. A band will pay you, but they'll pay you a lot more if you're bringing them different audiences and not just your blog. I completely, I I completely, it's a whole package. It is but I will package. say, I've always focused on growing all of them at the same time. And I have friends who went the other route and grew just one platform. I will say they were so successful at growing one platform that it brought up the other platforms. Yes. And they make a lot more money on that one platform than I did. So if there's one platform that really speaks to you, don't feel too bad super focusing on it. Because it will bring up your other platforms as you go, just kind of naturally. But um, Right. And you can cross-pollinate. So yes. If and you- if there's one platform you just really don't get, yeah. it's okay to drop it well-rounded doesn't have to be every single thing it just needs to it's just that if you have two audiences you can show people versus one you're going to make more money if you have three audiences you can show them you're going to make more money um you know and what it really comes down to these days is uh finding a good sponsor and and being able to show them that you're worth working with because you have an audience that will uh be great for their brand absolutely so now explain this is always fascinating to me your schedule how you do your videos because 
for the longest time, you were releasing one full, what, 10-minute video a week? Sometimes longer, yeah. So, okay. With editing... My most popular is like 20 minutes. <laughs> okay. So could you explain how you carve out your week? Oh, it used to be so simple. <laughs> um, yeah, I used to uh, I used to pretty much film from uh, like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then I'd edit the next week, Monday, Tuesday. Um and my life pretty much, once I started video, my life pretty much revolved around uh, around getting that video content out there. And then, of course, when I finished whatever I was doing, I would also take pictures and put it on the blog. But that was always kind of a secondary uh, secondary thought because, I don't know, the worst part is always when you finish a cake at 2 a.m. and you have to wait till the next day to take pictures because you need because for videos it's all fake light and for pictures it still needs to be all natural light. Wow. Um, so I try to I try to kind of finish up whatever I'm doing at you know my sweet spot for photos. <laughs> yes. Uh, but that takes a little bit of, um, but now, uh, over the last year I had a side hustle now, which kind of changes my whole schedule up a little bit. And that's been, that's been a little bit of a juggle. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I started creating, uh, the Facebook's hand style videos for other food bloggers. You know, it's a great time to kind of have that side business right now. And it's been awesome to bring in, uh, money and support my family that I needed, but, um, but it really, it, it kind of overtook it and you never want your side hustle to overtake your, your main focus, your brand. And it kind of overtook it for the last couple of months for me. So I'm now just, I feel like I'm finally rebalanced and, uh, getting back to focusing on my own brand, but Hey, we all do it. You know, okay. it's easy to get caught up in Absolutely. this is making me money now yeah. versus this will make me money down the road. And, and I, I think to... there is something to the natural rhythms of things. You know, I, I always say that balance is not something you stay in. Balance is something you continually move through into, you know, you're always course correcting. And as yes. a blogger, as a mom, everything is, it's always changing. And so <laughs> you always kind of, you, you know, you go, oh, I found myself here. Do I like yeah. this place? Oh, wait, I, I think I want to move this way. And I, I, personally love that about what we do, which is all of a sudden you were saying that, you know, Facebook and YouTube want live content. Guess what you're going to do? You're going to start making live content. So it's this continual process of finding that sweet spot. Well, and what new thing you're going to jump on and that you're going to ignore, and then you realize you shouldn't have ignored it or whatever. Right. So, so in fact, I feel like there is no balance. It's just juggling. It is. It is. And every so often you kind of go, wow, look at me. And then all of a sudden you go, wait, I need to, I want to be doing yeah. this. So if I were to ask you, what are you most excited about right now for your business? What would you say it is? Uh, I'm kind of, I feel like I'm relaunching. I just re redid my logo and I'm kicking off next week. I'm super excited about live streaming multi-camera you know, not my phone, really high end live streaming production out of my own kitchen by myself solo Wow! Uh, to both Facebook and YouTube at the same time. So, uh, you know, I hired a guy to come help me set up, turn my kitchen into a full blown <laughs> live streaming studio over the summer. That was my big project and we're launching next week and I'm super excited about it and knock on wood that it's going to go as smooth as I hope it goes. And what kind of content are you going to be creating? In your life, uh, in your live so stream. So for live streaming, it's going to mostly be recipes. Um, there, there will be, uh, there will be sometimes that it's cakes, but my cakes are so time consuming. Nobody wants to watch an 18 hour live stream of a cake slowly being built. That's definitely better for my edited content, which I'll still be doing. I'll be doing both. I feel like there's a place for both, especially with the type of content that I do. Um, so yeah, so I'm going to, I've kind of taken the summer off re reassessing and rebalancing and re-get everything in place. And then I'm kind of 
kicking it off next week. I with, love it. Uh, I will be watching. Going back to heavy posting and heavy videos and edited and the live streaming and everything else and just kind of re-putting my brand out there. So I'm super excited about that. It's kind of been weighing on me and I'm, I'm glad to get back on the horse, so to say. I love that. I love that. Now, do you have, okay, so you've been at this for 10 years? Is that right? Yeah, I just had my 10-year anniversary of blogging. That's amazing. Okay, so... Yeah. If, if <laughs> I'm like a grandma in the industry. <laughs> I know, but you've seen so... Again, I feel the same way. I've seen so much. Yes, so much change. So All these you, young whippersnappers coming in and killing it. <laughs> totally. Well, if you were to give a... Like, what piece of advice would you give to somebody who is just starting out, maybe just started a blog? What would you tell them? Uh, the first thing I would tell anybody starting out is is find your video your video sweet spot. Get, don't, don't wait till you build up a blog. There's too much competition in the blogging side to, to feel like you're going to get a good step up there before you get started in video. The only thing that's going to differentiate you is to get started in video right away, whether wow. it's, whether it's just hands and Facebook or, or whether your personality is going to be great for live and just kind of talking to people and answering questions while you do what you do. Or, or if you feel more confident filming something and editing it and putting it out, uh, whatever, just simply start in video. Uh, I would even say start in video before you even started your, your blog. Uh, I'm helping my, my brother and my brother-in-law and sister start a family vlogging channel mm-hmm. that they just launched. So I'm kind of consulting with that and seeing how that goes. So it's different seeing it from another point of view because they still don't even have their website. I'm like, you at least need to buy the domain. Right, <laughs> just get right, the domain. right. Um, but we're just, we're starting with just the, the Instagram and YouTube and we're really pushing both of those platforms. And then once that grows, we're going to eventually get them a site and kind of start collecting everything for that. But, um, but I would say find your video sweet spot first and foremost, and then worry about everything else, worry about your your branding and your look and your logo. Everything's on people's phones anymore anyway, and so many people are focused on their desktop look, and I, I kind of say, don't bother. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember how much time and money I spent getting my desktop to look just the right way, and now what, 10% of my audience sees it? Exactly. And I want to say yes. a lot of those views are probably from me. <laughs> yes, no, I, I totally my agree. my recipe and printing it off. Yeah, um, everything needs to be mobile first, yeah. mobile first. So, Yes. Get comfortable. Get comfortable with your personality. Get comfortable with your voice. And, but get comfortable on video. Okay. And what what about though somebody who says, I don't even know how to edit. I don't know how to do any of this stuff. What would you say? Perfect. Perfect. Live stream. Okay. Just go straight to live streaming then. And if you find that what you're doing would be benefited by some editing, then you can move into that and then you can start to edit. But start with what you have. Start with your phone. Start with natural light. Uh, start with Insta stories. That's an easy way to start live. Start with Facebook Live. Great way to start live. Start with those two platforms, live streaming, and and find gravitate to your audience and find your voice. At the beginning, the best part is you have such a small audience yes. that you can yes. really play with it. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if you mess up. Yeah. Um, and kind of find not only the sweet spot that you're comfortable with, but also that the audience is looking for. Because when I first started, what I thought people wanted from me turned out to be different as I would look at my, and I used to teach Google Analytics, I would say, I always thought that people were coming to me for my recipes. And then it turns out they were coming for my crochet patterns. Interesting. Interesting. (laughs) And that was a huge bulk of my audience. Now, my goal for the last five years has been to make my food audience my larger audience. And it's worked, but I had no idea. Right. Right. you know, that my audience wasn't what I thought and I kind of had to readjust and change what I was doing to get the audience that I wanted. So you can either go after the audience you want or you can take the audience that comes to you and change your own style. Uh, both work. You just got to kind of find what I could have stuck with just crocheted 
but that just wasn't where my passion lied. So right. I switched over and just quit doing the crochet. And even though I was creating, bringing in great ad money, um, and I just said, nope, I want to find the foodies. You know, I'm going to focus more and more on this and um, and bring the, in that audience that I want. So, and what I like about what you're saying is, we typically want to have our ducks in a row before yes. we start. And I love that you are saying, no, jump in. The yeah. faster well, you I jump in. I studied video for a whole year. I went to video classes and video conferences and video. I studied video for a whole year before I launched. And to be fair, my first video is still my second most popular. Wow. But I just kick myself if I had just started that year and still learned all that stuff during the year, but already had my channel started, I would be so much bigger because I wouldn't have wasted a year when everybody else was jumping on that platform as well. You know, totally. the, every day that you wait, there's 10, 20,000 more people <laughs> getting in that platform before you. So um, just start, just start and find your sweet spot. At the beginning, you'll probably, I, I look back at my first videos, I'm like, oh my word, I was so dead. I was so boring. I can't believe people watch these right you know as you get more comfortable so um no just start just and be willing be willing for it to suck like that yes like it's okay it's it's really okay well and try everything and if you find that you don't like something don't push it don't force it because the audience will see that if you really don't if it turns out you really don't love the live you don't like trying to answer people's questions at the same time that you're making a recipe or you don't like how you kind of make a fool of yourself because you're a control freak like i am mm-hmm. <laughs> um then 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 switch over to edit it but yeah. don't give up just because you don't like one video platform there's so many different ways to do this you can find the the sweet spot at each platform has its different audience so maybe you don't like the facebook audience maybe you just don't like the people who are on there and how they're responding to you but maybe you love the instagram audience or Maybe you really love the the YouTube audience, or th- there's even more platforms than that, right? Periscope is still kind of hanging on there with by a thread. Maybe that's your maybe that's your thing, right? Right. Snapchat, if you're young, right. yeah, yeah. So well, and Sean Duras, who is the largest Snapchatter, he switched over to YouTube, and now he has over a million subscribers on YouTube this year. Yeah. Um, you know, once you're successful on one platform, that will easily transfer over to other platforms because you will feel more confident and you will kind of know what you're doing. So don't, at the beginning, don't try to focus on getting every single platform. I mean, get every platform. Like I told my brother-in-law, get your name everywhere so nobody else will take it out from under you. But just kind of find that place that you really love and then grow it from there. You know, big Instagrammers are now moving on to something else. If you don't, if you hit that sweet spot and you're big in one platform, but you don't add other platforms, you'll never, you'll never grow past it. You kind of hit that plateau. But if you continue to expand as you get comfortable and as you grow, each platform will open up more opportunities and more audience, which uh, will, you'll look better to brands. And at the end of the day, you know, why are we doing this if it's not somehow bringing in the money? Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. My equipment is not cheap. I need to pay for it. (laughs) Totally. So, so Ashley Marie, Yes. Please tell people how they can find you, see your incredible videos, see your live streams. Like how, how can people connect with you? Well, my website itself is ashleymarie.com, but believe it or not, Ashley Marie is a really popular name. And so it was taken on all social media. Oh, wait. And <laughs> you also have to say it's Ashley, A-S-H-L-E-E. L-E-E. Yeah. Even with my weird spelling, my parents thought, oh, this will be a girl spelling. Well, apparently nobody else got that memo. But... <laughs> They were trying so hard to be creative. Um, yeah, Ashley Marie with two E's. I thought, oh, this will be great. Nobody else will have that platform. Even that is taken everywhere. So I added on the cake. So it's Ashley Marie Cakes on Instagram, um, on Facebook, and my YouTube channel. And then it's Ashley Marie Cake on Twitter and uh, Pinterest because they only allow so many characters. 
<laughs> great, great. And when are your li- and your live streaming? If people want to see what you're doing. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be uploading uh, the live streaming. We're going to try Thursdays for now. We're going to start uh, on the, what is that, the 21st next week is Thursday, the 21st, I think, uh, is going to be the launch day for the first one. Uh, and then after that, we're going to try Thursdays. We're going to kind of A-B test at the beginning just to get started and see when the audience is interested in on. I'll probably do a morning uh, one week and an evening one week and go back and forth until we kind of find what people like. And then uh, if Thursday doesn't work out, we might switch to Wednesdays, but we're going to start with Thursdays for now. And then I'm going to keep putting out edited content on my YouTube channel on Saturdays and hopefully add Tuesdays as well this wow. uh, fourth quarter. So you, you are a busy lady. You're a very busy <laughs> I lady. Am. Well, I just have to say thank you so much for all that you've shared. You're always a, a wealth of knowledge. In fact, when I have questions about YouTube or video, you are the first person I contact. <laughs> I'm happy to help. I really am. If you're seriously trying to grow your followers on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Pinterest, and also grow your email list, definitely check out Milo Tree. It's a pop-up you embed on your blog. It pops up and asks your visitors to follow you on social media or subscribe to your list, and it really works. It's easy to install. We offer a WordPress plugin or just add a simple line of code. It's Google friendly on mobile, so you don't have to worry about showing pop-ups on mobile. It is lightning fast and will not slow your site down. And if you act now, you can try it out for 30 days free. 